This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You're listening to Valley Football First and Goal, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference on the lineupmedia.fm network. Now, your host, Kelly Burke. Welcome back to another MVFC First and Gold podcast. I'm Kelly Burke, and today we are diving into recruiting and joining me from SIU, the recruiting coordinator for the Salukis and running backs coach, Nate Griffin. Coach Griff, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to uh, talk a little ball and talk a little Saluki football. Yeah, well, first off, you know, let's just start with your position. You know, what are your responsibilities as recruiting coordinator? You know, I kind of... As far as the recruiting coordinator, I'm going to oversee and work hand in hand with Coach Hill, making sure, you know, everybody's on on the right track, what he envisions as far as what he wants to recruit the whole process. As far as, you know, I know we'll talk about social media, official visits, um, what we're pumping out continuously. I mean, I kind of just help oversee that and just kind of keep everybody in tune with it. But, you know, I kind of look at it how our staff, everybody's kind of like their own recruiting coordinator just at a smaller level, and I just kind of oversee all those guys. Yeah. You know, this was the first year of the early signing period in December, and so I'm curious what you as a staff thought of it, um, and, and what were the big takeaways? I liked it. We all did. You know, we had a chance to go and sign our guys instead of sitting all right in, in January coming back from Christmas break. We're going to see all those guys holding on to them, hoping, you know, a, a Mac school comes down and, and steals them because they lost a guy to the Big Ten or whatever. So I felt like it kept a lot of kids committed to where they said they were going to go to right out the gate. And we were able to really focus on, all right, we got a couple more spots we could fill. Let's go after some guys, you know, that we know are still out there that we really want. And we could start moving ahead and looking at the 2019 class. So, I mean, I liked it. We liked it, you know. Yeah. You know, what is your recruiting philosophy as a staff? You know, what do you what do you all think makes a good recruiter? You know, in order to be a good recruiter, I think it's just like anything else. It's just like a coach, employee. You got to be able to build relationships. You got to be able to communicate. And, you know, I think with what Coach Hill is all about, you got to be honest and upfront, you know, with the guy you got your your recruiting you know because it eventually the truth comes out you know so we like to be up front honest with them good communicator i do think being organized helps because you are constantly checking lists it's constantly moving you got to stay on top do you have transcripts in who what's his parents name it's an ongoing process so a little bit of everything is involved in recruiting yeah give me an idea of how much when you guys are making the list you know let's say you're making them you know right now for next year um how much are they typically changing you know from top to bottom from now until december and i tell people recruiting is like because you, you, one, when you tell people you're a college coach, they think the season, once it's over, that's it, you're done, and you got free time. But recruiting is a nonstop process. I mean, we are constantly recruiting. Those lists are constantly changing. You're constantly finding kids. It's almost, almost like it's a living beast. It's its own living <laughs> thing that's just constantly moving, changing. You got to adjust. You find a kid here. Hey, you find a kid here. I've learned is you. it's not necessarily, all right, I'm going to do this and this, and then I'm done. 
you got to be more flexible, able to adapt, adjust, and just coming and changing and moving with it instead of just like, all right, here's the start, here's the finish. No, it doesn't work like that. It's like a winding path to the end. So it changes daily. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, your signing class for this year, it's uh, gotten pretty high marks. It's uh, ranked 18th nationally and then second in the Missouri Valley Football Conference, yep. uh, which is quite the accomplishment being the, the best league in the country. You know, tell me about this yep. particular class and where you feel like, you know, they can help you most immediately. You know, it's and maybe this is my my philosophy. One is we just did a great job kids that now fit who we are and who what coach hill envisions like i said he wants good solid young men that not only are good at football but are good people you know and and it's so hard to always say hey this guy's gonna come in and play right away or this guy's gonna help us and every once in a while you'll get a freshman that surprises you you know because you're dealing with these these kids that are constantly changing and growing and develop so a kid that we thought was just gonna probably come in and redshirt he may show up to camp and be the best kid that we thought was just like, hey, maybe he was lower on our list, but human nature happened and he's just on top of it. But, you know, we we're excited about all of them. You know, that's why we recruited them. That's why we, we brought all these guys in, because they fit us. We're excited to coach them and develop them. But, you know, it's hard for me to sit here and say, hey, this kid's going to come in and make that impact yeah. right now because I don't know. Yeah. You just never know. Well, let's do this then. You know, what are what were some p- key position groups that you felt like you needed to, you know, go go get or bolster in this class? You know, when we addressed with some transfer kids in the secondary, you know, because we right there and we brought some kids in that are fitting in well. You know, they definitely have the athletic tools. Now it's just putting everything else in, new concept, new new terminology, new staff getting them comfortable you know we feel like we address that um got some really good quarterbacks that you know obviously with coach Hill being a quarterback and any team you look at that has success I mean they got a good quarterback you know with him being an ex-quarterback it's we feel like we got some good guys that we picked up in that room that are going to be talented they're going to push they're going to you know just set the bar and keep setting that bar and trying to elevate it to it we got some good old linemen thick guys that are going to develop that may, you know, it's hard to say, oh, Lima's going to come in and contribute right away, but they're going to be players for us, you know, eventually, hopefully sooner than later. And, you know, receivers, again, you know, we, we're going to throw it up to those guys. We got some big bodies. We also got some guys that are skilled with speed. So, I mean, we covered the board pretty well, but, you know, like the corner was a big year thing with the mid-year guys, and we got that address, so we feel good about that. Yeah. You know, take us inside a typical recruiting weekend and, and what it looks like in detail for SIU from start to finish. Like chaos. No, I'm joking. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a lot of, it's, it's a lot of moving parts that one could not be done without, you know, our ops guy, Williamson Jr., um, all of our GAs that are doing a lot of the the, the hard manual work, you know, d- driving to the airport, picking them up. All the, the coaches doing a great job of of you know communicating the kids. But it starts off usually like once we find these kids, hey, we got get them locked into a weekend. We got to make sure they're cleared because you know we have we we have forms we have to push through to say hey they're cleared for official visit once they are, and then we set them up. You know, we find out who's coming with them. Are they flying? Are they driving? Um, we get their hotel set up. We get a calculation of how many people. So then Coach Williamson can get, 
you know, meals taken care of, where are we going to eat, academic meetings, you know, hey, we got to set up times with our trainer, equipment, all this type of stuff. You're just building this this logistical matrix of events, you know, and sometimes it changes. Sometimes you have a basketball game you got to work in. Sometimes Coach Hill wants to take them to a certain spots. So it's just uh, it's a busy, long process. Always, you're always tweaking and something's changing or a kid cancels. Now you got to cancel this or we add a kid like on Thursday. So we got to make sure he has a room. He's all set up, that type of stuff. But it's it's a lot of moving parts. Yeah. How do you decide which players get to host guys and you know where to put certain guys? Is it based on position group or how do you break that down? That's a great question because it's not it's not as simple as, hey, let's season the back, let's put him with the running back. You know, we get, that's where the coaches come in. Hey, this is the type of kid he is. This is where he's from. Um, this is who fits, you know, mindset or mentality or characteristics of somebody on our team. You know, and that's where we pair him up. It's not necessarily always by position. We have a couple of kids who are, are freshmen right now that we use as hosts because they're they're great. I mean, you know, as far as making sure kids are okay, super talkative. He's a running back, DJ Hampton, so he's always <laughs> ready to take kids in and, you know, and find the guys on our team that enjoy to do it because it's taking time. Their weekend, you know, their free time right now. And when you have these official visits, it, you're basically saying, hey, your weekend's ours again. And some guys will take that. Some guys won't. That's okay. You got to find the ones that are that want to do it because they're going to do the best job at it. So it's once again, it's just a matter of knowing your recruit, knowing our guys, pairing them up. Yeah, and I would imagine at least, you know, I remember from my recruiting visit to Arizona State, and obviously I, I wasn't playing football, but, you know, for me, who hosted me was a big part of my decision to come to ASU and to go to ASU was oh, yeah. the experience I had with who hosted me. That was one of the things I was going to touch on was you ask, like, what's the secret out there that you have for an official weekend? And it's like, man, nowadays it gets out. You know what everybody's doing or how they're tweaking their visits or this or that, either through a kid, through a post on his Twitter or social media. So there's not really a necessary a secret. You know, we look at what we have as an advantage is our kids, you know, is because you're right. They're the one that they're going to build this relationship when they're away from us and we hope and we tell our players this is hey you can be honest with them tell them what it's like to play for me tell them what it's like to be uh, coach hill as the head coach because that's who they're going to ask and they feel all around it and they build that bond you know and it's it's you're right that makes a big impact you know as a staff you guys place a big emphasis on recruiting your backyard uh not only in southern illinois but the st louis you know metro area um, and then you also have made a ton of inroads in Florida. And so what have you found that you've been able, I guess, to consistently find in both of those regions? Really good football players that have a chip on their shoulder that they're not done proving themselves. You know, and obviously a lot of speed, athleticism. They've been good to us. Just good. I mean, that's the best way to put it. Just good, flat football players, you know. Mm-hmm. And it helps that coach still had his time down in Florida. Uh, they recruited it when he was here as a player. St. Louis is in our backyard, you know, and obviously with him being here from Southern Illinois, that's that's an emphasis. That's a passion on him. And usually you get what you emphasize and he emphasizes taking a stand and getting those guys out of these areas. So, yeah. What about Florida? What have you found down there? Man, you find a bunch of a bunch of speed. You find, again, a bunch of kids that just want to play football. Ball. It doesn't matter where it is. Just want to find that connection, feel like they fit, you know, and and like and they just want to come up and play, you know, and it helps having a bunch of guys from Florida. It helps that, like I said, 
having Coach Hill, who had a time down in Florida, so he knows a lot of people, a lot of connections. Once again, relationships, you know, helps and just making them feel at home, you know, and it helps that it's not negative 20 degrees here. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's warm. Mandel. I, I was actually going to say, do you have to purposely strategize what, what weekends you bring them in on or what times of year? Because uh, like you said, it's milder in Carbondale. Than- no, man. <laughs> It is, but you know what? This year it seems like you never know it's hit or miss. Yeah, no, very true. I think what was it? Two days ago it was seventy degrees, and today it's like thirty. So, <laughs> yeah, freezing yeah. rain, that type of stuff. Or I'll be seventy again or something. I don't know, something crazy. Yeah. Well, let's talk about you know how important is social media to recruiting today? It's very important because it's you're able, one, to communicate right away with them. Your kids, based on what they're posting, who their friends are, what they're following. Um, somebody's always tweeting it. You know, it's like hopping on the Internet and finding whatever you want. It's like you get on social media, you can find a kid. What does he got? Send me your video. It's not like when, like, Coach Poor and our staff's waiting for a kid to mail his VHS tape or whatever, you know. So yeah. you have a kid, you can find out right now, hey, what's his grades? Boom. What do you get on his test score? Boom. All right, what's his highlight film? Here it is. You know, it's it's just it's you can just gain so much more information so we can pump our university you know how great it is because i do believe you know people don't realize how nice southern illinois university is the campus how beautiful it is things are happening i mean we can we can vice versa we can you know use that to help sell our program and to show people that are, are in florida or wherever like this is what we have and they're like man that's crazy you know they wouldn't know unless they came up here it's as easy as getting on our twitter and looking at all the stuff we're tweeting out you know yeah have you guys has anybody on the staff gone through social media training per se where you know how to use or maximize certain platforms that maybe you were unfamiliar with before <laughs> no we are all self-taught <laughs> <laughs> No, it'd probably be a smart thing to do. You know, a lot of us are coming up, or either we were young coaches that are like, "Hey, this is the new way of recruiting. This is how it's going," and they hop on and figure it out. But no, just all self-taught. At least I am. I don't know. <laughs> well, my conversation with Nate Griffin continues in just a second. But if you're enjoying this edition of the MVFC First and Goal podcast, check out all the lineup media group offerings, sports and non-sports podcasts too. Now back to the show. You guys start spring football uh, this Thursday, which is very exciting. Um, what, yep. are, what are the biggest priorities that you have determined as a staff coming into spring ball? Well, obviously going into year three, just finally standing just, you know, hey, guys, it's not no more just trying to learn a new system or new coaches. It's like we know who we are. We know what we want to do. We know what we're capable of capable of and we know who we have now it's just time to mentally take that step and go put it together you know there's no more waiting there's no more somebody's got to step up and lead it's either now or never and I think it, that that whole emphasis in the off season has been like that it's just it's time to to get it done you know and not to be afraid of it or to fail or like that but just to be excited about the because that's why we're here you guys love football we love coaching let's go enjoy it and let's do it and, we, and we've done it we just got to do it consistently now from an X's and O's standpoint, you know, for example, you know, last year you guys forced a lot more turnovers. Um, what what are some things like that that you, you know, took a look at everything after the season and said, these are specific areas we have to get better in for this coming season? Offensively is just, you know, being explosive, scoring points, 
consistently and not being afraid of it. You know, like we have these weapons in the players, you know, we have Straub coming back. We have the ability to do it. That's got to be the standard is to get it done, not to hope, you know, that we're going to walk on the field. Maybe it's going to happen, but no, the emphasis this spring is we're going to go out. We're going to put pressure on defense and we're going to be aggressive about it. And that's it. You know, I saw the other day players uh, were wearing shirts that said everything matters uh, during some of the morning workouts. Uh, And I I assume that's maybe the motto for spring ball. So why is that specifically resonated with this group of guys? Because every time we go back the last two years, it's like, hey, you know, what what is that one thing we're missing? You know, and it always seems to come down to like the little things like lack of focus or um, offsides or a penalty or something small like that. And we're like, hey, I was late for class. And then you look at it as like every little thing matters, right? We're, anybody can do the big things, you know, like that you focus on. But it's like the little things about and we emphasize this off season, the easy stuff, be on time to class, right? Be on time to anything. Sit in the first three rows of your class, you know, pay attention. Every little you get on the field, those details, it's the difference between, you know, obviously four and seven or seven and four. You obviously coach the running backs. So let's break down your position group. Um, what you felt like you as a unit did well this past season and then where specifically you have to get better at spring ball. For the running backs, and we take great pride in it, we do a lot of different things. You know, in this offense, we're asked to not only carry it out of the backfield, but we have to block for the quarterback. We have to block on any pass protection. We're running routes out of the backfield. You know, we got DJ Davis, Jet sweeping, lining up receiver. So hats that we wear. And on top of that, you know, the expectation is to not only be, you know, contributing on offense, but to have an impact on all of my guys. We're on special teams, starting on them, having an impact. So we did that well, you know, now. So what we need to get better at or the thing that kept popping up when we were watching film from, from the season, you know, is we make more yards after contact. We got to be able to get more yards when something's not there or the O-line opens up a hole. We can't just get tackled at the next level by a line. I have to be able to do something or, you know, to gain more yards and to have a bigger impact when we have a chance to. We can't just be satisfied with getting yards or four yards and that's it. We need to be you know, an explosive group. You had a chance to coach with Jerry Kill, Coach Jerry Kill, um, at, at both Northern Illinois and uh, then at Minnesota. And so what did you learn from him uh, and his style? Because uh, those of us that are fortunate to know him know he's uh, quite the character. The biggest thing, you know, that always sticks with me is he cared. You know, he cared about his people. He cared about, about his players. Um, there was nothing that you everyone without if you needed something he would get it for you he was just he loved what he did and the passion you know that he had for it. there's nobody that were you know that attitude of it doesn't matter who you are where you're from if this is what you want to do this is your goal you can achieve it take some time and it's not going to be easy you know that's what i pulled away from him and that's why you always have like a chip on your shoulder where you have the ability to succeed you just got to stay focused on the task show up every single day and as he would say you know hard hat lunch pail i was fortunate enough to learn from him and be a part and i was lucky that he let me just hang out and be a part of of his staff well and he's uh obviously just kind of was announced in the last month or so he's uh back involved uh, at southern he he obviously officially retired um from football technically but um back involved with the fundraising aspect (laughs) and donor aspect uh with with not only athletics but just the entire university there at southern um 
And so I'm sure you you guys probably get to see him a little bit more often than before when he was, you know, at Rutgers and um, Kansas State and, and those places. Yeah. Um, so what it, what's that been like uh, getting to, to getting to see him a little bit more and maybe in a in a different element, so to say. Anytime you see Coach Kill, it's still Coach Kill. So it, it's not he is who he is. It's good to see him around. You know, he's been busy. I we haven't seen him too much yet. I'd be disappointed if he wasn't out of practice. I'm sure we'll see him, but man, it's it'll be great to have him around, you know, because he's going through and it's always nice to have somebody to, you know, lean on to ask questions to, you know, cause he's, he's done it. You know, family is a big priority for you. You're married. Um, you have a son and daughter. And so how do they shape you not only as, as a dad and a husband, but as a coach? One, it's, I'd, I'd be lying if I said, you know, I balance it all out because it's so hard to do. So, Anytime, like in the off season, when you have time to, to be with your family, because at the end of the day, you know, you ask how important my family's everything there. My wife's my rock. You know, she's the one that I go home and she, you know, makes sure I'm, I'm back on point. She reassures me, you know, we're doing the right thing. And the amount of stuff that we the places we move, the stuff we've been through. I mean, it's it's nice to have that at home, that just that backbone, that backbone, that support, you know. Because at the end of the day, you know, football is important. This is what we do. It pays the bills, but they sacrifice a lot for you to do the job you do. So don't forget them. You know, one thing I I don't think I asked you, you you touched on it a little bit. Do you have an example or two of maybe an unusual thing that's happened? You know, it doesn't even have to be necessarily in the last year or two, but something that happened over the years in the recruiting process that was unexpected or unique um, that you could share? A unique situation that happened with us that comes right to mind. And, you know, after we went through it, we called around to all of our buddies and a young man we were recruiting this is the first year we were here. Um, his mom and his older sister came down with him and she was pregnant at, at the time. And long story short, she ended up having her baby here in Carbondale. And luckily, <laughs> we ended up signing that kid in February. Wow. So it, it was an interesting situation. The whole official visit, we kind of were holding our fingers. The mom was, too. It was like, I don't know. You know, hopefully she holds on for Sunday morning or I can't remember what it was. But Coach Hill gave us a call. I was like, yep, uh, she went into the hospital. It looks like she's going to have her baby. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I can't say that I've ever heard that one before. (laughs) Well, it was definitely won't forget that one. Yeah. Well, again, I appreciate you taking the time today, uh, and we'll we'll talk to you guys soon. So uh, good luck in, in spring ball and then as the workouts it. start. Thank you. I appreciate it. And if you like what you heard from Nate Griffin in our MVFC First and Gold podcast, please take a minute to share, subscribe, and leave a review. Lineupmedia.fm also is home to many other sports podcasts, shows like Chasing Pucks with Panger, Two Birds on a Bat, and Kickin' Life. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Tune in next week for another episode of Valley Football First and Goal with Kelly Bird, the official podcast of the Missouri Valley Football Conference, only on the lineupmedia.fm network. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and anywhere you get your podcasts. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.